Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues the message entitled, The Four Dimensions of Grace. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick began the message by reading his text, found in Romans chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. Then he brought us five things that we need to know about this scripture, including the difference between mercy and grace, an acronym for the word grace, and two definitions of the word grace. On this broadcast, he'll teach us three of the four dimensions of grace. And now, here's Brother Rick. I don't think you're listening to me. I said until you render yourself hopeless and then say there ain't a thing in the world I can do about it. You're not a candidate for grace. That's why when people come up and say to me, Brother Rick, I'm unworthy. I say, yeah, you are. And they say, I'm hopeless. And I say, yeah, and have you considered you're helpless too? I don't try to prop them up because how many of you know if I prop them up, I'm robbing them from the grace of God. They got to realize I'm hopeless and helpless to do a thing about it. And when you get in a hopeless, helpless sense, you're becoming a candidate for grace. Now tonight, I I don't want to preach a long time. That's not a promise that I won't, but I don't want to. I got good intentions. But anyway... Let me share with you four things the Lord began to talk to me because there's dimensions of grace you got to understand. See, grace covers everything. Grace don't just bring you in. God doesn't just save you by grace and say good luck. So how many of you know you couldn't stay saved no more than you can get saved? It's like cleaning up a kid on Easter morning. You get him all spick and span, he's dirty before you get him to church. How many of you know we're the same way? <laughs> we can't save ourselves and we can't keep ourselves. Some people believe once God saves you, you kind of own your own. God help us if that be true. So there's dimensions of grace, and I want to talk about them. The first dimension of grace I want to talk about is the dimension of salvation. They made me some things here. How many knows what this is? Huh? It's a, yeah, tell me. It's a lifesaver. Not the eating kind. It's a life preserver. S-O-S. Save our souls. See, let me share something with you. Matt, get up here, man. Stand there in the middle. Okay. No, you got to get on back there, brother. <laughs> now, just be frailing like you drowned. <laughs> That's the first time. You got to go down three times before it gets serious, you know. <laughs> now, let me ask you something. Is there anything he can do right now to save himself? <laughs> now, what about if he just be real good? What about if he just apologized to everybody he's been mean to? Huh? So what if he does a bunch of good things while he's out there? Maybe pets a few fish? Huh? He's still drowning, ain't he? Oh, God help us to realize salvation is a gift. See, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, for by grace, everybody say by grace, Are you saved through faith? (laughs) That not of yourself, it's a gift. Only thing you can do is catch it, Bubba. Put it around that neck. Come on over here to me. That's all you can do with grace is receive it. There's not a thing you do to earn it. 
There's not a thing you can do to save yourself. You are a drowning. You can say now you are a drowning man. And unless he saves our soul, how many of you know we're going to go to hell? Unless his grace is poured out on you, you're in serious trouble. Oh, I get so aggravated at people trying to work their way into heaven. And sometimes I was raised in Pentecostal church and we put so much on works, we couldn't get to heaven. I was was backsliding 85 times a week because everything was on what I did. You know, people ask you, you on your way to heaven? I said, I was this morning when I got up, but I don't know now, you know. And no security in me, you know, because it's all based on what I did. Listen to me, friend. It ain't what you did, it's what he did. <laughs> That's what brings salvation. Salvation is a gift. You can't earn it. If you can earn it, it's a reward. It's a gift. So is our salvation by grace. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, man, God just throws it out there to you. Some folks out there trying to build their own. You know, you got wet wood. You ain't got no nails. You can't build that. You just got to catch it. You just got to take it. And if you didn't do anything to gain it, how many of you know it ain't up to you to lose it? Well, I'm going to let that lay. But there's a grace that saves you. For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourself. It's a gift from God. It's not of works. Lest any man should boast about it. You know, ain't a thing in the world you say, oh yeah, I'm saved, as if you did something. You didn't do nothing. You were drowned. He made the choice to throw you a lifesaver. Amen. How many of you know he's not only a lifesaver? That's not only a lifesaver. That's a life preserver. <laughs> I'm going to have to go on unless I get happy and park here a while. I said, he not only brings you life, he preserves your life and all life comes from him. He's the source of all life. Every day he preserves what he gave you. Keeps you where he puts you. So grace saves. Everybody say grace saves. Now there's another thing I want to talk about and it's up here. Grace not only saves, grace supplies. Grace supplies everything it was lacking. Romans chapter 12, verse 6 through verse 10. We've been teaching about that this week. That we have then grace according to our gifts. That our gifts differ according to grace. And then it goes on to talk about if we're a teacher, we ought to teach. Or prophecy, we ought to prophesy according to our faith. And, and it talks about our different grace gifts as we go through them. And you can just flash them up. Scripture after scripture, it begins to show us the identity gifts in our life. Now, let me tell you something. God not only saves you and brings you into a body, he graces that body to supply your needs. Because, see, he knows even though he saved you and he's going to keep you saved, he's going to have to help you too. (laughs) Boy, do you realize when he signs up with you, it's a big task. Look at your neighbor and say, God saved you knowing what a mess you were. He saved you knowing what it's going to cost him. Isn't that amazing? Did you know you've never done anything that cost him go, oh, I didn't expect that. He's never been shocked. He knew what he got when he got you. Now, here's the thing. I use this because I've had to use it a lot in the past. I'm a man of faith. I always believe I can go farther than what the gas gauge says. 
In fact, I used to feel challenged when it beeped. Ain't no car telling me when I'm going to gas station. I'm, I'm driving this baby. And I used to think, well, it's on E, but it ain't really E. It's just kind of E, kind of. And I'm going to get it to this E, yes. And I drive along, and sometimes I'd be so happy because I went past E for two days. I'd drive to work two days on E. And then I'd have to make a call. We didn't have cell phones neither. Now listen, when I need supply, I need grace, not judgment. I don't need somebody pulling up and saying, you're out of gas. I done got that and figured out. I don't need somebody else to say, you should have bought it yesterday. <laughs> you know, that's the way we do in the church. I remember when I went forward struggling, man, people tell me, you're on your way to hell. I'm thinking, yeah, that's why I'm up here. I know that. I mean, let you know, when you tell people the obvious, you ain't really helping them. See, God gave you a gift to grace somebody. They don't need your judgment. Look at your neighbor and say, I need a little grace. Yeah, I need a little grace. <laughs> you know, I got plenty of judgment. I just need a little grace. See, listen to what the Bible says, because this is pretty amazing. He gives these gifts of grace. And we've been doing a gifts discovery workshop at Souls Harbor's so finding out our gift. It's a gift of grace. Everybody say it's a grace gift. So I can give grace. So when I come by and there's a need, instead of judging the brother, I can help the brother out. I can grace him rather than judge him. That's why it's wrong to judge your brother. And see, what you got to understand is, if I judge him, he's still out of gas. I can pull up and analyze. Hey, brother, you should have got gas yesterday. I told you. I was here yesterday. I told you I was getting gas. That thing was beeping. I could hear it beeping. Didn't you hear it beep? Yeah. Well, God bless you, brother. I don't need no... I need some gas. And see, the church has been so good at telling people what they need instead of giving people what they need. Amen. We've judged them. Bless God, you ought to listen to us last time we talked to you. Well, they're out of gas. Give them some gas. Send them on away. So not only does grace save, grace supplies. Brother Reuben, where you at? Come up here, Bubba. Need a little help. Hey, Brother Brad, you come with him, buddy. Because there's another thing I want to talk about grace. Say with me, grace saves. Grace supplies. Open your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. I want to talk about third dimension of grace. I want you to lay down on here and just, uh, there you go. Just, just go to lifting. I'll get back with you. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. You know, don't help him. Don't help him, Brad. Just stand back there and make, okay. Second uh, Corinthians 12, 9 says, He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Years ago, I weightlifted with a guy. Y'all heard me tell that story. It just pert and I killed me. But anyway, I continued to lift weights all that winter. 
And uh, I was lifting these weights and with my brother, and, and we would meet every week and lift weights. And one time I decided to go lift by myself. And while I was lifting by myself, I got over there, and uh, they had put a, a full solid bar in the weights instead of a hollow bar. Did you know that raises it 20 pounds? I didn't know that. And so I laid down in a cold garage. It wasn't heated. And I, hey, wait. And what was happening was I was laying in that cold garage. And uh, <clears throat> as I was lifting that bar, all of a sudden I got to where I was about to finish. And I went up and my arm said, eh, we ain't going. And I saw my life come in front of my eyes, kind of like Brother Reuben's feeling now, as it was coming towards my head. Cause keep lifting, brother. What? And that thing come down. Might ought to help him there a little bit, brother. Yeah, you might want to. There you go. Set that thing down a minute and rest. But what happened was I, that thing hit me on the top of the head right here, brother Ron. I thought it scalped me. It skint the top of my head. You know that thing's got ridges on it, and when it hits you right here and goes like that, it takes the skin with it. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.